Good evening, and welcome back to another episode of the Cross the Tracks podcast. We're now into May, first uh, weekend in May, and all is well, and uh, glad to be here on a sunny and bright uh, Sunday evening here in the Rocky Mountains, and I'm Wayne here. Good evening, and I'm Steve, and uh, welcome back, and we are across the tracks, literally, across the country, Yeah, <laughs> and we've got a few topics that we want to discuss tonight, and then and we'll move forward from there and see what happens. Absolutely. We are in the uh, month of May. We are. Uh, around the um, state, uh, the city of Indianapolis, it's, it's race time, so... Uh, nothing really kicks off until the middle of the month, but you know all the preparations. They ran the mini marathon uh, yesterday morning, which has become a tradition, and um, uh, they'll start the Grand Prix practice uh, next week, and the Grand Prix will be next weekend, and then that following Monday is when they start practicing for the 500. And uh, on the 28th, I think it is, is the race itself. So um, the Derby for our folks back in Kentucky was yesterday, yep, yep, in yep, which yep. I was at a class reunion yesterday uh, for some former uh, students and athletes that I had coached. The Derby was on, but I didn't really get to see the Derby because we were chit-chatting and hadn't seen people for a while. So I don't know who won. I just had to look it up on YouTube. So Yeah, uh, the horse was um, Mage. Uh, Mage, he was a, I think it was a 15 to 1. Uh, you know, he wasn't really, you know, picked to win. And yeah. uh, he ended up winning. So Mage, I think, was the horse's name. And the jockey who rode him, it was uh, his first uh, first derby. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, first derby. So, okay. yeah. So I tell you, man, as long as you and I both, you know, uh, you know, born there in, in Kentucky and whatnot, I've never been to the derby. Never been <laughs> to the derby. <laughs> you too? <laughs> never been to the derby. That's, that's, I've been that's, in Louisville. When yeah, derby. Been in, yeah, been in Louisville, but never been to the derby. I was at somebody else's house while the derby was going on. Yeah, never been to the derby. Maybe one day, uh, you know, that'll be something I'll have to do, uh, Lord willing, uh, be on the bucket list to go to the derby. So, But yeah. uh, that's one I, of those things, man. People live in New York. They've never been to the Empire State Building. So yeah. it's, it's akin to that. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, each year they there's somebody that we have that's a friend that we went to school with that always posts the um, picture of, um, oh, I can't think of his name now, Russell. Um, I can't think of their name. Just right on the tip of my tongue. Well, uh, he was on the baseball team. He played football with us. And we were supposed to have baseball practice. And he, he went to the Derby. Oh, wow. And... Um, his picture was on the front page of the Courier Journal <laughs> with their camera and they're standing in the infield. Oh, and uh, we both know Busted. I just can't think of the name. And Coach Myers kicked him off the team. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, that's probably the greatest derby moments, moments you know. Uh, man, can't that's pretty funny. Busted. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, Mage, uh, Mage was the winner, 
And uh, like I said, it wasn't even, um, I think he was a 15 to 1 odd favorite to win or something. It was some crazy odds that he'd even win. And and uh, he ended up uh, winning. So, yeah, well, it couldn't be as bad as last year. Last year, you know, Broderick was at the Derby. And I told Broderick, I said, put money on the long shot for me. Just put $2 on the long shot for me. <laughs> And he didn't put two dollars on the long shot for him. The damn thing won the race, and I could have won thirteen hundred bucks. Wow! wow. I, I texted him and said, "Yo, <laughs> did you put the two bucks on?" I can't think of the horse's name. He goes, "No, I forgot to put. I put it on another horse." I said, "What the hell? Good are you? <laughs> you know, come on, man." That was thirteen hundred bucks. Thirteen hundred big ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Long shot one. Yeah, Burley well, got into the race and he yeah. ends up winning the damn thing and didn't run again. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was exciting, you know that uh, you know fastest two minutes in sports, as they say. Yep. And uh, another Derby's in the book. Now we wait for the Preakness. And uh, see what's going to happen there. The second leg of the Triple Crown. Uh, A lot of sports action going on. Hockey's going on. Hockey playoffs. Stanley Cup playoffs. NBA's in swing. Baseball's going on. WNBA's getting ready to start in a couple of weeks. So lots of sports going on if you're a sports fan. So uh, I'm excited, man. I'm, uh, you know, getting in. My nuggets are rolling now. My nuggets are on tonight. They're going up against the Suns uh, in their series. So everybody here is hoping the Nuggets, this is a year the Nuggets do it. And uh, they've got the talent. This Can they can they do it? Everybody stay healthy. So What's the... Uh, well, uh, right now, the series is 2-1 uh, Nuggets. Uh, they're playing in Phoenix. And actually, they're on right now, as a matter of fact. Oh, so okay. it's half the first quarter just ended. I think the score is either it's tied. I think it's thirty-three all. I think is the score. So, Chris Paul yeah. back? Nope. Chris Paul is is hurt as usual. He always seems to get hurt around playoff time. So, <laughs> so uh, they're they're without him. Uh, not sure if he's going to make it back this series or not. But uh, a lot of good games going on. Uh, you know, in the in the uh, in the playoffs. So the Lakers are they seem to be catching their stride right now and. Uh, the Sixers and the um, Celtics, they're tied. And the Knicks, I didn't watch the Knicks game the other night and the uh, didn't watch that game. So, But I'm watching my Nuggets. I hope my Nuggets can pull it off this year. So okay. at least get to the Western Finals. So we'll see. The Nuggets hadn't been anything since. Was it Alex English? Was he their big star? Uh, it's been a while since uh, they, they were close. Yeah, they were close in the bubble. They were close. They got close in the bubble. Uh, but they lost. Uh, they ended up losing uh, that series in the bubble. I think the Utah Jazz beat them. That was COVID era. Mm-hmm. But they haven't. Uh, yeah, they haven't been to the Western Finals in a long time. So they've got the talent this year. Um, and if everybody stays healthy, I think they got a good shot. But. Uh, they got to get past Phoenix, and then uh, if they manage to get past that, then they await the winner of the Lakers and the Warriors series, which is a good series as well. So yeah, yeah. So a lot of good action going on, man. A lot of good action. All right, all right, all right. Well, let's let's see. Let's what what, what we got, got going on? What you got this tonight? evening? Let's. Yeah. Uh, I know there's some Supreme Court 
issues taking place that's continue that you know the drip 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 is becoming a drip 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 almost a little steady stream and we want to talk about um another innocence or another uh, chokehold uh on a train that ended someone's life mm-hmm. uh the writers guild of america they're out on strike and we want to talk a little reparations, yeah. possibly a change in the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the mm-hmm. advisor, military advisors to the President of the United States. And then, you know, it's nothing new, but there's another shooting and, uh, you know, that, that took place down in in Allen, Texas, we want to talk about. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's where we are. All it's, right, my friend. All right, I'll let you kick it off. All right, let's let's talk about the Thomases, <laughs> you know, Jenny and Claire. <laughs> oh, Claire! So, uh, I'm not gonna say what I really call him, but we'll just say Jenny and Clarence. Yeah. Um, Clarence has been in the news lately because he's been, oh. Hanging around with folks above his pay grade <laughs> a little bit. Uh, that's putting it mildly. <laughs> <laughs> and um, these people above his pay grade have been literally um, paying for his lavish trips around the world on Learjets and and yachts and uh, pays for his uh, his house that is allows his mom to live in. And then the most recent thing is that uh, Clarence and his wife Jenny are raising a great nephew, and this um, individual um, is paying his tuition. Mm-hmm. In a predominant, uh, predominantly a fairly wealthy school, mm-hmm. and so um, should the Supreme Court uh, basically do the right thing and go by the same ethics as the federal uh, judges do in the rest of the country, since they don't have anyone that controls them other than the chief justice is kind of the arbiter of the justices. Uh, Chief Justice Roberts was asked to come and uh, appear before uh, Congress, and he said no. Um, Other justices have come and testified before Congress before, but the chief justice didn't feel that it was right for Congress to call the uh, Chief Justice in on the carpet because of the ethics of a member. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, it's also been uh, revealed that Clarence Thomas's wife, Jenny, who was involved in the January 6th texting, you know, trying to save um, Orange Julius Caesar his job. Uh, trying to keep him in power, 
And then come to find out that this uh, same guy, I think his last name is Crow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harlan, Harlan Crow. Harlan Crow uh, has been paying her hundreds of thousands of dollars. And she is self-employed, but she doesn't do a damn thing except go and and raise a bunch of sand about a about a, a bunch of nonsense, mm-hmm. you know, election conspiracy and stuff like that. So he's been on the take, and there are people that are thinking that maybe they should make the Supreme Court go through the same ethics that. The federal judges do because it's a conservative court now. And the other suggestion is, is to increase the number of members on the court to counterbalance the uh, conservatives. So it can be a more, um, how can they can have more debate as opposed to ramrodding things through simply because of their political ideology. Right, right. So just like with the Roe case that they, the conservatives, um, the conservatives uh, have been trying to get rid of, well, with our man Mitch denying um, uh, President Obama a chance to appoint someone, and then on Julius Caesar, Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, he had to app- appoint three people because of the death of, of uh, Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg and the retirement of um, – no, not the retirement. Uh, yeah, he had to – he appointed three. Yeah, he appointed three. So now the court is more conservative, so people think that they need to balance that out. It, it doesn't mean that – the Supreme Court can't be changed because they've increased the number of members of the Supreme Court throughout history. You know, they just have. Right, right. So anyway, that's that's where we are with uh, Uncle Tom. I mean, uh, Clarence Thomas <clears throat> and uh, all of his shenanigans. He's he's making the court look bad. And there's another one. Uh, I think it's Gorsuch. Yep, Neil Gorsuch. Gorsuch. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. he's he's been caught up into some things like that too. So, uh, she, what do you think? Do you think the court should uh, be? Um, absolutely. Um, I think. I mean, they should be treated like all other government employees. Government employees are prohibited from accepting gratuities. Why? Because it puts you in a position to where someone can say, "Hey, I did A, B, C, D for you. You owe me a favor." You know. And I, you know, working with government employees as as a government contractor, you're prohibited from offering gratuities, and they're prohibited from accepting them. And I knew we used to, we used to have government inspectors come into our facility, you know, to look at our operation and whatnot. And we would we'd have business meetings with them, and we'd have donuts and coffee, and we'd offer, you know, it was us just being courteous, right? Sure. And they they wouldn't take a donut. They wouldn't take a cup of coffee. Why? Because they didn't want to 
put up the perception that, you know, we were trying to, one, influence their decision about our program, and they didn't want to be put in that position or the perception of of what it looked like, them, you know, taking things from us. So Mm -hmm. I don't know why they can't be treated as other, as, as any other government employee. You are prohibited from accepting gratuities, and there's a reason why. And the fact that Clarence Thomas is taking money from this guy for, I mean, he's paying for your mama's house. I mean, <laughs> come on, man. He's paying for your mama's house. He's paying for your great, great nephew's education in a private school. To me, that sounds like, uh, you know, what you going to do for me on the backside? That's mm-hmm. what it's, that's what it looks like. And so the fact that they won't police themselves and the fact that you do the judiciary committee, like you said, call the chief justice in and like, hey, let's chat about this. His answer was, no, nah, I got it. I'll take care of it. Well, obviously, you're not. You're not taking care of it because there's a perception now that the court, the court can be bought. That's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So uh, they, they need to do something, man. And again, the, to me, the simplest way to fix it is treat them like every other government employee. You are wow. prohibited from accepting gratuities, period. Yep. Yep. And if. Congress can't do anything about it. And of course, they're not because it's nope. conservatives and Congress aren't going to do anything about it. Nope. And it's up to the chief justice really to and, and them to say, we're going to follow these rules. And evidently, uh, Roberts, is, he's he's a weak chief justice. You know, he'll do something every now and then to make it look like, well, he's not really conservative as the other. Well, he, he's going to say something because he know that the other guy's got his back so he can stand out there and say well i i disagree with that knowing that he really didn't but he's saying it so it make it assume that he's more fair as a justice he's not an ideologue which right right which, which is a lie right but it, it's to me it, it's it's like it's it seems like all these high-powered government people, it, it, it's like they don't have to obey any rules. You know what I'm saying? Right. The, the things that they levy upon the common citizen in this country, it seems like they don't have to play by those rules, right? If, 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 if a congressman calls you in, I mean, you can't, you shouldn't be able to blow people off. I mean, that's, that's an important position in this country, wanting to chat with you about what is what is what their appearance is there is a problem here because you've got you've got somebody on the highest court in the land who appears to be maybe on the take you know mm-hmm. so but when you're called and have to come and respond you're like man I ain't coming I'm not I ain't showing up we can't do that as regular citizens. Somebody, somebody, we're subpoenaed. We can't blow off a subpoena. Our boss calls us in because we want to talk about ABCD. We can't blow that off. Otherwise, we might end up losing our job. But these folks routinely do it all the time. And I'm not sure what example you're setting for uh, they, they, they care so much about the kids. You're, you're a piss poor role model. You know, if you don't want to accept uh, being called in to talk about different issues related to your job or your position, and you blow people off. That's a poor example you're setting for these young people that you you say you care so much about. So yeah, the yeah. the other thing that goes along with that is that he uh, Robert said that he didn't go want to go in because uh, it 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 would appear that 
you know, the influence of Congress is affecting the decisions of the court and they should be independent of one another. Well, you know, that's an excuse that he wants to use. But as I mentioned earlier, other justices of the Supreme Court have gone in and testified before right. Congress. Right, right. It's not and, unusual. Yeah. And what, what, what happened to checks and balances? I mean, yeah. isn't that part of checks and balances? I yep. mean, uh, I, I'll tell, I tell you, man, it's just you get pissed off about all this stuff, man, because you see that, like, there's certain rules for you and there's certain rules for us mm-hmm. out here who are trying to make it day to day. And we seem to be getting hammered by all the rules that they want to levy down on us, but they seem to just like, I ain't abiding by that. I ain't paying any attention to that subpoena. I'm not worried. So it, it, you get you get pissed off and you see crap like that, man. Right. Right. So no fairness in that. So, nope, nope. you know, that's that's just that's how they roll. And it's how we have to uh, uh, deal with their their um, uh, responses to things. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're appointed and they're approved by the Senate. And that's that's the check. Well, the problem is that these fools get up there and they'll say one thing to make everybody happy. And then once they get on the court, they'll do something totally opposite. Yep. uh, When, when this is kind of a history thing, sorry to go down this rabbit hole. No, it's all good, man. But when Warren Berger was appointed by Nixon you know he's you know he's gonna be a conservative. I think Berger and uh, Rehnquist. I think mm-hmm. somebody else. I can't think of who. They were appointed by um, Nixon, and the uh, Warren Court was totally opposite of what Nixon was was expecting. And so they're very very independent and were you know. He was responsible for a lot of the civil rights things that went on. They didn't like that. So now, since since the uh, early 70s, you know, the Federalist Society, this group of um, um, basically white lawyers who control the people that go on the courts for the Republicans— so mm-hmm. as of now, all those people, they've been they've gone through the ringer. And when they get there, they say that you're going to do this. And they'll say, yes, a boss, we're going to do that. <laughs> Whatever they say in in um, their hearings, Senate hearings, it's just bullshit. Mm-hmm. Because now, in order for you to get to that position, you have to go by what the Federalist Society says and presidents are supposed to choose who they're you know uh, appointing well now as the federal society sends a list to the president pick one of these guys mm-hmm. you know and and that's what's happened so you know the court is it's it's got the lowest approval rating of all the branches of government yep you're so, there because now their reputation is suspect yeah yeah. <laughs> Your reputation is suspect, you know, so. And, I, and, they, and they always want to throw it back, you know, well, 
Katanji Brown Jackson. Let's look at her LST scores. You know, oh, mm-hmm. she was a point and she knows smart enough to be on the bill. Rah, 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 rah. Come on, man. Yep. She's got her credentials are better than all of them on there, man. All of them together. Every one she's of them. And yep. And then some. So, yeah, they, they are, uh, like I said, their reputation is sullied right now, all because of uh, our good old buddy Clarence Thomas and Jenny and. Gorsuch and all the foolishness. I mean, it, the perception is, dude, this dude's got you in his back pocket. That's the perception. That's what it looks like. And the optics are not good. So it, it, this this dude is doing a lot for you. And you, you can't tell me, man, this dude is paying for your mama's crib. He's he's paying for your great grand, your great nephew, whatever, grand education. Nephew. And he's giving you all these vacations and whatnot. You can't tell me he don't want something in return. Come on. <laughs> crow, crow, crow. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So well anyway, yeah. yeah. We'll 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 leave that on because I'm sure that drip 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 is gonna continue. So that's right. So somebody plugs it. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's move on to another let's transition to another topic, and that is um there's a strike going on right now with the uh writers of the uh, Writers Guild of America. So we haven't felt the, we haven't felt the, um, the change yet, but I think starting Monday, we'll start seeing the change. So yeah, uh, what, yeah. what are your thoughts on there? What What's their yeah. issue? And what, what do you think about that? Well, I think, the, uh, and we we sort of hit on this uh, at the beginning of the uh, the broadcast before we came on the air. And um, I think the biggest issue is is the the amount of revenue that these guys are getting uh, from the uh, from the streaming platforms. They don't feel they're getting their fair shake. Um, and I agree. I mean, you produce X amount of episodes, you should be paid. Uh, for those episodes versus getting a fraction of what's being done. I think that's the general issue. Yes. Um, you know, so it's going to affect, you know, a lot of the stuff, you know, if if those shows haven't been written, it's going to affect a lot of the stuff we watch on the streaming platforms. I think starting tomorrow, you may see the late night shows, which I don't watch a lot of the late night shows, but those are probably going to start becoming reruns. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Saturday Night Live, I think this past Saturday, I don't know if it was a rerun or not, uh, but, uh, you know, it's going to affect uh, a lot of viewership in this country, man, because my thing is, why don't you just treat people right? That's the I mean, every time someone goes on strike, when you get into the guts, the nuts and bolts of why these people are on strike, it has to do with them. The perception is that they aren't being treated fairly for the work that they do. And in right. this case, I have to agree with the writers. I have to agree with the writers. We're going to pay you. We're going to pay you uh, $500,000 an episode. There's going to be 10 episodes. OK, so if you do the calculations, what do they make? Two million dollars. Give or take, yep. Give or take. But mm-hmm. the series through streaming and people buying the the different uh, episodes and buying into those platforms, they're making billions of dollars. They have billions of subscribers. Yep. 
you know, maybe not a billion, but they have millions of subscribers and they're taking in 10.95 or 6.99 per person every month and you multiply that times say 300 million. Mm-hmm. And these writers are saying you're giving me 2 million and you're making 700 million dollars or <laughs> 1.5 billion dollars. Well, hell. We need we need to be part of that too. For every episode that we write, we should get a sh- as you mentioned, we should get a share of that. Absolutely. As opposed to giving us a a flat fee, then we should be sharing in some of that revenue that's coming in. Yeah. So I'm with you. I I agree. Absolutely. I mean, and you think about it, man, back in the day, you know, when when there was no streaming, it was strictly, you know, regular, regular TV. Right. And a season was, you know, some seasons were, you know. 20 some episodes, you know, in, right. a, in a season. Well, now a lot of these streaming platforms, <laughs> their episodes aren't as long. No. So these guys write for their shows. That thing ends. What are they supposed to do until something else comes along? Right. You know, and the fact that now, man, every it seems like every week there's a new platform springing up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> somebody wants four ninety nine for this streaming service or whatnot. I mean, it's it's like. Man, this stuff is moving too fast. So that's yeah. a major issue with these guys. It's like, you know, you should compensate us because all these platforms are coming on board. Who's writing that content? We are. You know, so I am 100 percent with them, man. Um, I know some of the some of the shows that uh, hopefully that I watch on a couple of the streaming platforms. Hopefully those episodes have already been written. They're done. And they and they'll play as as they are. So, but I know it's going to put a hurting on a lot of folks across the country because things are going to go to reruns real quick. <laughs> yep, yep. And you know, it depends. I think the last time they they went out on strike, they were out on strike for over three months. Yep, it's like a hundred days or something like yep. that. But uh, you can only hope that they're able to hold out. Mm-hmm. You know, even longer because I think it's going to take. It's going to take longer this time. Well, absolutely. I hope it doesn't, you know, because you can look at Netflix and I can go back and, hell, I can go back and watch episodes of Ironside. Yep. <laughs> you know, or I can go back and watch, you know, um, Welcome Back, Carter. Mm-hmm. All those things that were going on then and they've been syndicated and these platforms have bought those up. And you, if you're bored watching anything on TV now, you you got mental issues. Yeah. You know, when we were growing up, there was only three channels. You know, really two, CBS, NBC, and ABC was just the sports channel. That's right. You know, and it, it, ABC was only on for a few hours a day when it first started mm-hmm. until they got the wide world of sports. And then yep. at that point, ABC kind of took off. Okay, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I I I think the writers should should get more. Absolutely. Now, the byproduct of that is going to be what? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> Subscriptions going up. Oh, oh yeah, it yeah. Stick it to the consumer. Pass it on. <laughs> Pass it. Yeah, we won't give you more money. We're just gonna instead of it being six ninety nine, we gonna make it eight ninety nine. Yep. It's only two dollars difference. 
Stick it to the consumer. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're familiar. Do you, do you guys watch Peacock? Yes. So if you're a if you're an Xfinity subscriber right now, I get Peacock Premium. It's part of my Xfinity subscription, right? I'm a cable subscriber. I get I get Peacock Premium, no problem. Well, they sent out a thing a few months ago, starting one June. You're gonna start paying for Peacock. They're not. They, I mean, what? Yeah, they're <laughs> gonna start charging you. I think it's four ninety nine a month. Yep. That's so what I'm I like, pay. you know what? Uh, I, I won't be watching anything because I, I that's I watch Bel Air on there, but mm-hmm. I mean if you're gonna, I guess I won't see the end of it. So, but that that's what they're that's what they're doing now. Yeah, that's what they're doing now. Preemptive strike is what it is. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> what they're doing now. They're uh, they're they're I mean they're I, I yeah the writers need to get some of that money, man. Yeah, they need to get some of that money because, uh, like you say, these guys are making millions and millions of dollars, and uh, they're only getting a fraction of all that money coming in. So I'm with them. I hope it doesn't last too long, but I, I, I we need to be solidarity with those guys because I think they're they're they they should be paid for what they do. Okay, I agree, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's let's roll into the next. Let's roll next thing and let's um. Let's talk about uh, California. California. Here's how to party. California has just passed a bill that is, how can I say, revolutionary. It is. It and is. Their legislature has decided to pay citizens of California reparations and this has been discussed for probably 10 12 years pretty heavily and california is the first state to the state legislature to say that we're going to pay these people reparations for you know the things that they did during slavery yep and it's interesting that that passed uh, the other interesting part is how they're going to pay for it and who's going to get it. I guess all's going to be um, worked out later. What, what are your thoughts on that? Hey, um, it, it is a first, man. Uh, it is a first. And uh, I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to see it. Now, I'm sure there's going to be some... Uh, some residency requirements has got to be worked out as to who who's going to get what and whatnot. But one point two million dollars uh, to California residents are going to be paid out. And uh, I, I think it's great, man. I think it's great. Now, as we said before we came on the air, what 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 is this going to trigger across the country? <laughs> You know, and, and you know, there's going to be some some negative comments, oh, negative, you know, uh, what is this going to trigger uh, if this truly goes down and the checks start rolling, the checks start getting cut? What is this going to uh, trigger across the country? And I, th- I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be a big uh, blowback um, on the black community, man, in this country, you know, because people feel as though, what the hell are you guys complaining about? You, you, you got a great life here in this country. Now you went through ABCD, you know, uh, that, that, you know, a lot of people say you aren't do anything. We've given you everything in this country, but 
you compensated other groups in this country for the atrocities you inflicted upon them. But yep. when it comes to black folks, you seem to have no sympathy for that. So uh, I think it's great, but I think it's a it's a it's a double edged sword because I think there's going to be some repercussions if it goes down and the checks start getting cut and people start getting that money in their bank account. What's going to be the repercussions for the black community as a whole across this country? So, <laughs> you know what the the end of the Chappelle show says, right? No, what well, I can't remember. I've, I, it's been a while since I watched the Chappelle show. Beep beep! I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's think about it. In the last census, there are over 39 million people that live in California. Yes, sir. You said 1.2 billion. 1.2 million. Million. 1.2 million. They say California reparations panel has approved payments of up to $1.2 million to every black qualifying resident. <laughs> so even 39 million people that live in the uh, state of California, probably, let's say, 20 percent. Yeah, yeah, give or take. Yeah, I'd say between 15, 20 percent of those people are black. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, somewhere in that, somewhere in that range, you know. And so, you you know, you're talking, shh, hey, that's, that's a lot, that's a lot, that's, um, as a matter of fact, I, I think I just, as we tinker around a little bit, uh, seven, 2.9 million residents of African American ancestry in California as of the last census. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's that's some that's some ducats. Absolutely. That's some ducats. Absolutely. So it's not overwhelming. No. Two point two million. No, in the in the grand scheme of things, it's not. In the grand scheme of things, it's not. But like you say, man, we know what's coming. Yeah. When we we know what's coming, the day they cut that first check, all hell is gonna break loose because <laughs> there's gonna be so many negative comments made, and you know this or that, and why do you need this, and you haven't done anything. Yeah, it, it, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be crazy, man. Yeah. So on one hand, you're like, you know what? Nah, don't do it. But on the other hand, you're like, hell yeah. <laughs> because you you comp again you've compensated other groups in this country for the atrocities this country inflicted upon them, but when it it's, it always seems when it comes to black folks, man, we can't get a we can't get nothing here. Yeah. <laughs> what what about ism, right? Yeah. What yeah. about me? I yeah. Yeah. What about me? Things. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, we, we, There's no yeah. white history, man. Right. Yeah. We we <laughs> we didn't we didn't get no forty acres and a mule. We didn't get that. <laughs> I mean, look at all the crap that 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 the the U.S. has reneged on when it comes to minority groups in this country. We didn't get our forty acres in the mule. They broke all the treaties with the Native Americans, stuck them on the reservation and land you can't do anything with. Yep. You know, uh, they victimized. The yeah, look what they did to the Chinese. They they took they Japanese Americans Japanese and put them in uh, in internment camps during the war just because they thought they were sympathetic to the Japanese. I mean, all kind of crap. So please, they got paid in 1988. 
Absolutely. Karamatsu case. That's right. So when it when it comes to black folks in this country, it's like, hell no, y'all don't deserve nothing. (laughs) So I do hope it goes down, but I I know what's coming when it does. I know what's coming. And if it goes down, um, it may only go down in California. It may only go down in California because. I guarantee you, Indiana ain't going to go for anything. Oh, no, no. Are you kidding me? No. Certain states we know. Y'all black folks, if y'all live in there, you might as well forget it. Y'all ain't getting no check. (laughs) Y'all ain't getting no check. (laughs) Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, California is one of those states that is pretty open-minded. I could see Washington State uh, maybe uh, looking at looking at it there. They're pretty open here. I could possibly see that. Um, I have I, since we're talking about you know what's going to happen. I had sideway here, a little story for you, man. Uh, we've got an election coming up here on May the sixteenth here in Colorado Springs, and uh, one of the candidates. It's a runoff because. The candidate, neither the candidates, the top three, can, top two candidates, neither got 50 percent of the vote. Well, one of those candidates is a black guy mm-hmm. and he's an immigrant from Africa. OK, <laughs> he's been living here in Colorado Springs for several, several years, done a lot of good work here. He's a businessman here in town. Well, he <laughs> had 30 some percent of the vote on the regular election here back in April or whatever it was. And so this other guy who's been in Colorado Springs politics forever, he's in the runoff against this guy. So uh, we're hoping that this guy wins, man, because it'll just be the second time this city has had a black mayor. Hmm. But the guy is a really good guy. But a couple of weeks ago, the top story on the news, the six o'clock news a couple of weeks ago was someone had vandalized his campaign sign. They sprayed nigger across it and burn a cross in front of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, here we go. Mm-hmm. You know, folks, folks are scared shitless because this this little black guy might might have an opportunity to be uh, the leader of this city. And so we let, let's pull out our old intimidation tactics and, and, and try to, you know, stop people from coming to vote or intimidate people coming to vote for this guy. But I think he's got a damn good chance of winning, man. And one of the the third candidate who didn't, I think she got 19% of the vote. She's thrown her support behind him. They've been appearing together in commercials and everything. So Hmm. people are really excited that uh, this guy has a good shot of winning. So uh, his story is fantastic. Came over here. His parents came over here. They immigrated here. Uh, and he's been here doing a lot of good work in the community and whatnot. And as usual, the the other side, they're running their attack ads. He's catering to the far radical left and all this bullshit that they come up with. So we're like, here you go. You have nothing else, but you got to go to this. That that they have nothing else. That he's a he's catered to the far left. He's radical on scrap. It's like get out of here, man. Yeah, he's he's uh, taking payments from Hunter Biden and all that stuff. Yeah, they, all this bullshit. That the same <laughs> old bullshit they come up with when they have nothing else to go to. So May the sixteenth is the runoff election. So okay, we're hoping that uh, his name is Jimmy Mobilade. And uh, we hope he becomes the uh, second black mayor in uh, Colorado Springs history. So, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, just wanted to throw that in there since we were talking about politics a little bit. There you go. Good, <laughs> good, good luck, Yimmy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. 
All right. Uh, let's uh, move on to the last couple things here. Okay. Um, All right. There's a I think there's going to be a change. We talked about this before we came on. There may be a change in the leadership of the uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff. Mm -hmm. And one of the leading candidates is the Air Force. um, He's the he's the Air Force Chief of Staff. Yeah, he's a well, they, they, they got a title. I can't think of his name. Air Force, yeah. Air, yeah, he's chief. Yeah, he's the Air Force chief. He's the chief of staff of the Air Force. Yes. Uh, General Charles C.Q. Brown. Yep. And he was appointed to that role here a couple of years ago. Uh, that was historic because there had never been a black um, chief of staff of the Air Force. So that was historic. And now that the president is uh, considering nominating him as to be the next chairman of the JCS is huge. Because uh, since Colin Powell, there hasn't been one. Yep. So General Milley uh, is retiring here in September. And so uh, it looks as though right now uh, there were two people under consideration. Uh, four-star in the Marine Corps is being considered. But it looks like General Brown is the one that's going to get that position. And so for the first time in the history of uh, the military and the Department of Defense, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, black, four-star, Secretary of Defense, brother man. <laughs> so <laughs> that is historic. That is historic. So uh, I, I'm I'm hoping that General Brown gets that job being, you know, I'm Air Force. I always root for Air Force. So. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Always root for the Air Force. So I think uh, they say uh, Biden's going to make his announcement here in the next uh, couple of days. But it looks like he is going to be it. So that is huge. That cool. is huge. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. So. Absolutely. All right. All right. Absolutely. Yep. Mr. Brown. Yes. Yes, sir. Charles Brown. Okay. The next, the last couple things here that we want to discuss are kind of tragic in the fact that it's tragic that these things continue to happen. And there, there's no, there's no willingness to change. Mm-hmm. And that is... Um, There's a young man who uh, lived in New York, and he was having some really bad issues going on in his life. He was uh, a kind of an entertainer, street entertainer in New York, Mm -hmm. and had, you know, had some issues. And, you know, he was basically homeless. Um and was, you know, having some mental issues and got on board a one of the subway cars and people saw him as a threat because he was acting a little, you know, weird and and seemed like he was aggressive. That's the excuse people say. He was aggressive. Well, mm-hmm. Uh, people tackled him and then they put him in a chokehold and he ended up dying from that chokehold. And the people of New York are now kind of having a fit over this uh, guy being choked out. His name was um, Jordan Neely. Mm-hmm. And 
um, the person who who put him in the chokehold was uh, Daniel Penny, and he was not charged with, uh, you know, this person uh, uh, Neely's murder or anything like that, because, you know, that he was acting a little erratic and so on. So. People that are in New York and that ride the subway, uh, they're protesting. And I think tonight they basically jumped down in the subway and stopped cars from mm-hmm. from um, traveling down the highway. So that's put a put a, a block on that. And so, you know, they're protesting this this penny guy not being charged with anything. Now, will he be charged? I don't know. But um, when you put somebody in a chokehold like that, it's very, very – you don't know what everybody's going through. The, the, the guy was kind of homeless. He probably hadn't eaten anything. He's having some mental mm-hmm. issues. Right. And you put someone in this type of – I've seen just a clip, of, a snippet of the video, and he put him in a chokehold that cut off your – it cuts off the blood to your brain. Mm-hmm. Okay, because when you when you press on that carotid artery on the side of your neck and you have your hand on the top of their head where they can't move, it just shuts that down. And I mean, I've done martial arts and we kind of accidentally done that to people. Right, (laughs) right, right. You have to be very, very careful not to do that, because if you start blacking out, you tap out and, and, you know. That happened. So we just put it on for just a split second. And when I was doing martial arts, and even if it's a split second, someone puts it on you, you know, the lights dim when that mm-hmm. when there's no blood that goes goes to your brain. So I don't know what's going to happen. We'll see what happens, you know, with with uh, with the uh, protest that's going on in New York. Well, I mean, you know, um, one, I think they should have charged the guy. I mean, you kill this man. And again, you hate to say it, man, but if the shoe was reversed, you know good and well, ain't no brother getting set free. You ain't you, they locking your ass up and you're not going anywhere till they do the investigation. You ain't going home, you're nothing. But it, it seems as though we always have to go there. Why? Because you put it there. You make it you make this issue a black and white issue. When you know good and well, if a black guy had choked out a white guy, you're not letting that guy go home. You're not letting him free. You know, that's what the first thing that pissed me off about it. The second thing is a lot of people in New York, dash New Yorkers who ride the subway. Same thing. When I used to ride the light rail in Seattle, man, crazy people would get on the train. And most of the time you just keep your head down and like, no, they don't don't come over here. man. I don't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, and you just minded your own business. A lot of times, yeah, they were loud. They were obnoxious. They were annoying. But you just kept your head down and mind your own business. And that was cool. So I don't know why this guy, because a lot of New Yorkers said, we're used to this. We're right. used to people getting on the train, acting a little crazy, whatnot, talking loud, whatever. We're used to that. This guy, for whatever reason, he felt he had to intervene. Why? I don't know. And you took this guy's life. So they should, you kill somebody, man. You should not be allowed to walk free. I'm sorry. And if the shoe was reversed, 
black guy choking out a white guy, you you ain't going home. You're not going home. You're not going to get get let go. We're going to question you and let you go. No, you're not. You you your ass is getting locked up for the night, sending your ass to Rikers probably. You know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's you you that's that's that what that's what people see, man. Is right. like the the justice system is not fair. It's not fair, and that's what people see. That's why they're protesting. That's that's why they're down in the subway blocking the trains. This is BS. You need to lock this guy up while you do an investigation. He murdered a man. Okay, he murdered a man. Yeah, make him pay for bail. You yeah you you that's right, that's right. They what was the young man they locked up in Rikers, and he ended up dying in Rikers because he couldn't post bail. They they kept it was a young kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it uh, Khalif Browder? His name oh, was yeah. Khalif Browder. Young kid, man, locked him up in Rikers. He couldn't afford bail, and he died in there. I mean, so why didn't he get the benefit of that? It's okay. You, we, we, you know what you did? We'll let you go. No. They're locking your ass up if your skin is of a certain persuasion. You aren't getting the benefit of the doubt. You're not getting the benefit of the doubt. So yeah. So that's what people are pissed off about. You kill this man, one, and two, you're walking free. You're walking around free. So I, I'll let it be at that. I'll let it go at that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll, we'll, more more details will come out. And we'll Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the last thing that we, we want to hit on here is the fact that there was a mass shooting. Go figure that. Mm, yeah. Uh, in Texas, again, and eight people were killed. The gunman was killed, of course, in uh, Allen, Texas. Yep, suburb of uh, Dallas, I believe. Suburb of Dallas. Yep. And, you know, guns are such a precious thing down there, so anybody can get one anytime that you want. And there were people that were at this mall, mm-hmm. basically. Some of them were strapped you know, because it's open carry. It's open carry. Yep. And this person killed, you know, literally killed eight people. Mm-hmm. And they didn't say what weapons. I know that he had a handgun and they probably had a rifle too. He had, a, he had an AR-15. AR-15. Yep. The weapon of choice for people to do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, I mean. Uh, the the governor hadn't come out and said that they were all illegal aliens. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I wonder if he's going to make another dumbass statement like that. He, you know, that that was callous, man. Yeah. That that's that was callous, man, for him to do that. And it's like, why, why? why? I mean, golly, man. Well, I can't stand these people, man. I can't stand these people. What he that, will say is that the shooter was a Mexican national. Right. Right. So. He was here, but he had papers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've had how many shootings have they had in your state? We got Uvalde. We had uh, this one here. And then the one um, a couple of days ago where the where the guy shot the family, you know, because of they, mm-hmm. they asked him to stop shooting his gun. Yeah. So your your state in is, cut, is shoot Texas. Yeah, your your state is 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 out of control, man. Your state's out of control, and you're not doing a damn thing about it. 
No. You, you and you won't do anything about it. Um. So we're we're like you know it's sort it's sort of like you're numb to this now, man. It's it's just like, oh, did it rain today? You know, is it gonna rain? I mean, that's <laughs> we're, we're we're so used to this now that it's it's yeah. you you tend to be nonchalant about it, man. Right. You yep. know, Sun and, and it's sad. The so there's gonna be a shooting today. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like the people say, man, it's like, you know, they said the same thing about the uh, the guy shot the house. Well, you know, a couple of weeks, there'll be another one. Well, it ain't even been a couple of weeks. <laughs> it's been a few days. It been, it's a few days, you know. And uh, I think uh, I think Reverend Warnock said it well, man. Uh, oh, that was Georgia. They had a shooting down in Georgia. Right. Um, and I think Reverend Warnock, Senator Warnock, said it said it well, man. He's like. He's a pastor, and he's like, you know, I pray for these people who lost loved ones and whatnot. He said, but the time for praying is over, man. We need some action. We need some action, man, that people will not do. And I think we said on the broadcast last week, because we were talking about a mass shooting last week, right? that the people in the Congress, that's primarily these Republican idiots— they will not do anything. They're not going to do anything until this comes to their doorstep, until them or their family members are somewhere and they're getting gunned down, minding their own business. Maybe that will spur them to action. Until then, I don't I don't see nothing phasing these guys to to want to do something to um, restrict the control of these type of weapons being on the street. man. Which in, in, in um, most accounts is going to save lives. Right. Right. You know, right. From 1994 to 2004, there were no assault weapons were banned. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. And there weren't any mass shootings with assault rifles because, you for the most part, could not get a hold of them. Right. Right. And if you did have them, they were, you know, they were uh, under lock and key or you were... um, not surveilled, but uh, if he used one, uh, an AK or something like that, then mm-hmm. it was big consequences for that. Yep, yep. So I, I applaud the governor of Washington. He did sign into law uh, a ban on assault weapons in Washington state. So I'm, I applaud that, man. So uh, push come to shove, I might have to move back to Washington state. <laughs> because we were talking this morning, man. You You literally now ask yourself, Am I gonna be the victim of of of, of a mass shooting? You know, and you you can't live like that, man. You can't live like that. You're afraid to go places, and you're afraid to be in crowds because you're like, is somebody gonna go loco out here? And then, mm-hmm. you know, that that's where we find ourselves, and that's that's not a good way to live. Yeah, especially with these most open carry. Yes. Very, uh, states. Yes. You know, every now and then somebody that has a weapon will, you know, step in and do that. But the, the number of people that do that are very, very small compared to the number of people that are committing these crimes. Right. Right. You know, they are doing the mass shootings. and stuff. Right. Right. And it's not all about mental issues and all this other crap oh, that no. these guys want to spout. This is just people getting irritated at whatever, and their recourse is to go shoot up a mall, go shoot up a church, go shoot up a grocery store, bring innocent people into whatever you're pissed off about. 
And and the way I feel about it may be callous. You're mad. You're pissed off. Just kill yourself and be done with it. Don't bring other people into your foolishness. That's that's how I feel about it, man. Just kill yourself and be done with it. You know, don't bring innocent people into your mess. Yeah. You know, and then in the and then these guys who do this right, instead of being and, and usually they're men. Be man enough to stand up to what you've done. Don't kill yourself. Don't be a coward about it and kill yourself so you can't face the music about it. Right. So that that's another thing. It's like I'll, I'll kill myself now. I've done. I've I've ruined all these other people's lives. So I'll just kill myself. No, kill yourself before you know what you're mad. Get rid of yourself. Don't bring other people into your mess. Yep. That that's how I feel about it. So I, again, it's another anger point for me, man. Because we, we're out of control. We are out of control in this country, man. Don't know where we're headed. Yep. Well, we'll be soon find out. That's <laughs> yeah. for sure. You yep. know, times yep. are changing, as as uh, Bob Dylan used to sing. That's right, man. Okay. And uh, right. we don't know where we don't know where this country's gonna go because of. All the anger of people out there, mm-hmm. you know, we 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 gonna get our due. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one's uh, we're the small man. No no one's looking out for us. Right. So we're gonna have some payback. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna vote for that guy because he sees it my way, and he don't see it nobody's way but himself. You know. So yeah, this this we're we're in a transition phase right now. You know, as as we were growing up. You know, the transition was from being, you know, a country at war to being a country at peace. And all these kids, the baby boomers and, you know, Donnery, you know, uh, uh, leave it to beaver type stuff that was happening to we got pissed off about Vietnam and people being losing their lives and so on. Mm-hmm. Went through that that time period. And then there was a, a small time period of peace again, you know, after the uh, 70s. And then we go to the 80s and things kind of pipe up again. We get to the 1990s and things started ratcheting up. We had a bombing of the trade centers in which it didn't bring the towers down. And it made us a little bit more angry. Uh, and, and people, we had, you know, so many things that made us angry. Mm-hmm. Now it's just. It's just an excuse to do what we always wanted to do. Yep. And some fool has just said, well, go ahead and do that. I got your back. Yep. And he doesn't. Yep. You That's know? it. So, I mean, just, just the way that people drive. Everybody's angry. Everybody's in a, in a hurry. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was driving yesterday, you know, going, I was going to um, the YMCA. And it was probably nine o'clock in the morning and the street that go by the high school, I probably was taking you by there before when you're in town, it's double yellow lines mm. and somebody's going to pass me on a double, double yellow <laughs> line. Okay. So they get up in front of me, you know how it is. Right, right. And then they come to a stop sign and I'm back right behind him. You know, he, he just, they just, it was a she on her cell phone. Doing her makeup, okay, and we go to the next stoplight, and she decides to be an so asshole and duck in behind the bank and shoot out on the other side, you know, to turn mm. right because there was traffic. I mean, what the? 
Why are you so, in such a big hurry? Get mm-hmm. your ass up a little bit early so you can drive at a reasonable pace to get, get right. your ass to uh, work on time. Right, right. Yeah, I was out. Uh, I was out a couple of days ago. I was headed to the gym. It was early in the morning, and so the school zone lights were on. So I'm driving down the street, and uh, the cop already has one car pulled over because they're going faster than the 20 minute, uh, whatever it is in the school zone. They're going, they're exceeding it. So this other little car, it's uh, it's speeding. So the cop, he he leaves that car. He runs over and flags this car down. I mean, he literally runs over in the middle of the road and flags his car down. And I'm right behind him. And he's like, roll your window down. Roll your window down. <laughs> so they <laughs> roll the window down. He's like, you saw that light back there? He's like, I know you saw that light. He's, I mean, he was on their ass, man. About He didn't give them a ticket, but he was on their ass about speeding through a school zone. Mm-hmm. You know, and people tailgate you in school zones. And if you're not going, you know, they're pissed. They're blowing at you. And all. I mean, just anger, man, for, for yeah. the slightest thing, man. Yeah. And now you got to be careful, man, because you keep, in the in the old days, you could probably get away with giving somebody the finger when you drive past them and whatnot. <laughs> now yeah. you can't do that now, man. Because oh. we've had several instances here where uh, people have followed people that flipped somebody off in traffic. We've had people follow people to their house. And this one lady got shot in her driveway, Hmm. you know, because she flipped this guy off and he followed her to her house. And as she was getting out of the car, he pulls up, boom, shoots her right in the driveway. (laughs) So it's laughing, but I mean, it's that that's, that's the level of anger, man, that that's, that's going on in this country, man. And like you said, everybody's strapped now. Everybody is strapped now. Yep. So you 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 got to be careful. You just don't say anything. You right. know, you don't say nothing. You just like, you know, hey, just go your merry way cuz uh I, nah, I I, I want to live. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. I, I you you can speed past me, you can cut me off whatever, but nowadays it it, it pays to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you never know who you're talking to out That's there. right. That's right. So, all right, man. This was good. Uh, it was good. It was good. Um, Test a few things. Yeah, let's wrap it up with. Uh, I know you. I know you're not a fan of the monarchy. Oh <laughs> Lord, have mercy! We, we have. There's a new king in town, and yeah. his name is Reggie Hammond. No, his name is. <laughs> his name is King Charles the Third, and uh, he was crowned yesterday. And uh, you know. It was the the Brits, the British citizens really like that. They go in for that kind of thing. But, yeah. you know, I, part of me doesn't know what the purpose of the monarchy is anymore. I question that, but it's their tradition. It's what they do. So, yep. but uh, they have a new king, 70 some years. They haven't had a coronation. So it was pretty cool. But yeah. uh, the guy I really felt sorry for, felt bad about was Harry, man. Harry was, he was an outsider, so yeah. to speak, you know. He's and, a black sheep. Yeah, as, as my wife says, she's like, you know what the fundamental issue is with Harry? He married that black woman. That's what, <laughs> that's what the issue is. He married that black woman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, this is, I feel bad for Harry, man, because, uh, you know, he is on the outside looking in, so to speak. But, hey, he's living his life, doing his thing. And, uh, you know, but there, I'm sure there are days he feels like, ah, man, you know, I, I want to be a part of that. But. 
decisions well, have know, consequences. When you, when you grow up as part of that, and that's all you've ever right. known, right? Right. You know, until the past what four or five years, yep. He has known anything else, but he's always kind of been been that that royal mm-hmm. that broke the the rules. Not he was he didn't. He he was more independent, I should say. Mm-hmm. Not as though was breaking the rules. He was a little bit more independent. He was a little bit more daring. You know, he he did. He went out to nightclubs and things like that. Yep. You know, and, so yep. and you know, got himself in trouble a little bit that way too. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was his independence. So, right, right. You know, him falling in love with this this black woman. You know, was you know that's kind of his forte. Right, right. Also, yeah, he was, um, he was um, you know, moved to the back row. Yep. Because of uh, because of his status with the mm-hmm. uh, royals. His, yep. his own father is kind of son. I love you, but we're gonna move you to the back. We're gonna move you to the That's third row. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I mean, you know. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, you love your children, but yeah. you let this 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 title get in the way of your own kids. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. yeah, that's that's their culture, that's their things, and yeah. you know, we like yeah. killing people. Yeah, you know? and uh, yeah, and uh, you know, he's definitely not his brother. His his brother is made for this. His, well, he's gonna we, be the next king. He's gonna be the next king. So he right. he has to follow all the protocols and everything, and. Uh, so I'm sure if Diana was alive, I think she'd be uh, she'd probably be a little upset that they've had a falling out with the, with each other. Um, yeah, I think she would be highly upset if she was still alive. But, you know, hey, royalty above family, man. I think that's uh, Andrew. He's on the outside looking out and in, too. He can't participate in nothing. Anybody that anybody that hangs around with people that hang with Donald Trump, they get fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, you know, him yeah. and Epstein and Trump. Epstein and all these you people, know, man. It's you like, play with fire long enough, you gonna get burnt, brother. That's right. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was uh, it was done. Uh, the the new king is on the throne, and uh, we'll see how things go, man. Uh, for uh, the new king Charles, and uh, you know Harry's back in L.A. now, so it's all yep. good. It's all good. Okay. So. All right, my friend. Uh, anything else you have? Uh, no, no, not really. We'll just All right. take one day at a time. All right. So, All right. We've been on this long enough. Yeah, we've uh, had some good, lively discussions tonight. And did we solve any of the world's problems? I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> Do we, but we uh, you know, we uh, we aired our mind about a few things. And, uh, you know, you're free to, you know, hit us up. If you uh, agree or disagree with some of the comments we made, we're always here. We're not going nowhere. And uh, we always seek to, uh, you know, put our spin on things. We're just two guys from small town America. So, you know, we just offering our view and you're all you're obliged to have your view as well. So hit us up if you feel up to it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, my man. All right, so we're going to sign off with uh, the old baseball turn. We're still doing it. That's right. Yes, sir. Like three strikes. We're out. We're out.
The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of the individuals and do not reflect on the official policies or positions of any government or corporation.